0: Again, with praise and worship in just a moment. So, <clears throat> let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin the service. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you for your grace, Lord. We ask you to bless this service, anoint everything for your honor and for your glory, Lord. As we worship you this day, and it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: If you can, if you could stand with me, we're going to lift his name and praise his goodness in Jesus' name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day and all your many, 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 many blessings. We thank you for your consistency in our lives when we are inconsistent with you. We thank you for your blessings when we don't deserve them, Father God. We thank you for your promises that when we live by them, we seek and see you, Father God, through them. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness in all things and all seasons. We thank you for your restoration, for your peace, for your stillness that falls in this place, for your presence that's here with us right now at this moment, Father God, in the name of Jesus and all the saints said, amen, amen. Let's lift our voices this morning, amen.
2: once said you brought to life what was once dark now shines with light your glory fills the atmosphere your presence always needs us here we come alive we can call- In your presence loving kindness in your presence sweet forgiveness in your presence liberation in your presence restoration in your presence transformation in your presence there's salvation in your presence Just your spirit will fill us. Your power will not be denied. We come alive. We come alive. There is healing. There is healing in your presence. There is freedom in your presence. Loving kindness in your presence. Sweet forgiveness in your presence liberation in your presence, transformation in your presence, exploration in your presence, there's salvation, let's sing that again. There is healing in your presence, there is freedom in your presence, loving kindness, in your presence, sweet forgiveness in your presence, liberation in your presence, transformation in your presence, transformation in your presence, there's salvation in your presence, yeah. We come alive, we come alive, we come alive, your presence will change us, your spirit will move, His power will not be denied, we come alive. This is not my story. You are, you are. Heartbreak's not my home. You are, you are. Death is not the end. You are, you are, fear is not, fear is not my future. You are, you are sick. This is not my story. You are, you are, heartbreaks, not my home. You are, you are, death is not the end. Jesus, you are. Hello, peace, hello, joy, hello, love, hello, strength, hello, hope is a new in Jesus hello peace hello joy hello love hello strength hello hope let's sing it out in Jesus name fear is not fear is not my future you are you are sickness is not my story you are yes you are Heartbreaks on my home. You are, you are. Death is not the end. You are one more time. Fear is not. Fear is not my story. You are, you are. Sickness. No!
0: Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning, if you would. Heartbreak is not our home. He is. Heartbreak is not our home. He is. We're going to receive our tithes and offerings this morning. So if you want to be seated, you might look for an envelope in front of you. If you're here in the sanctuary, if you're um, online, they're going to scroll some different ways that you can give. We welcome you to participate in giving this morning. And I'm going to read a verse for you this morning. It's found in 2 Corinthians 9 and it's verse 10 and we'll probably read 11 too and this is where it starts at verse 10 now he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causes through us thanksgiving to god father we just thank you that we can come into your house and then we can give to you this morning we thank you that there is an opportunity when we give to your work lord so that souls will be saved so that you can minister throughout this area and throughout the world and we just ask for your blessings now this morning as we bring our tithes and offerings to you and it's in christ's holy name we pray and everyone said Amen. Then you may bring those down now and lay those in the baskets if you would. God bless you.
2: Lord, I confess that I've been a criminal, I've stolen your prize. Sang my own song Lord I confess that I'm far from innocent the shackles I wear I bought on my had a crimson cost you nailed my dead to that old rugged cross an empty slate at the empty grave thank God that stone was rolled away amen amen Lord I confess that I've been prodigal made for your house but walked my own road then jesus came and tore down my prison walls death came to life Yeah ashes wide open to where there should be a casket the children are singing and dancing and laughing the father is welcoming this is our homecoming roses in bloom pushed up from the embers rivers of tears flow from gold remember families are singing and dancing and laughing the father is welcoming this is our homecoming heaven joins in with the glorious sound and the great cloud of witnesses all gather round as the ones that were lost are finally found the father is welcoming this is our homecoming scarlet fins had a crimson cost you nailed my debt that old rugged cross an empty plate at an empty I'm so not let- Pray out to worship, whose glory taught the stars to shine. Perhaps creation longs to have the words to sing. But this joy is mine with us, with a thousand hallelujahs we magnify your name you alone deserve the glory the honor and the praise lord jesus this song is forever yours a thousand hallelujahs and a thousand more who else would die for our redemption? Whose resurrection means I'll right. There isn't time enough to sing of all you've done. But I have eternity to triumph. Oh. We magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor and the praise. Lord Jesus, this song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs and a thousand more. praise to the lord to the lamb to the king of heaven praise Jesus, this song is forever yours, a thousand hallelujahs and a thousand praise to the Lord. Jesus, this song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs. Let's sing it one more time together. A thousand hallelujahs. We magnify your name. You alone deserve the glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord Jesus. This song is forever yours. A thousand hallelujahs. Let's sing praise one more time. Praise to the Lord, to the Lamb, to our King of heaven. Praise for He rose. Let's sing it one more time. Praise to the Lord, to the Lamb, to the King of Heaven. Praise for He rose, yes, and He lives. Now He. Jesus, this song is forever yours, a thousand hallelujahs, and a thousand more, amen, amen. Let's praise Him this morning, in Jesus'
0: name. Would you stand with me this morning? Would you stand with me this morning? Let's just, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you. We just welcome you into this house this morning. Lord, we just welcome your Holy Spirit into this house this morning. We, we welcome the Holy Ghost in fire, Lord. We welcome you to saturate this place and to touch your people this morning and to move this morning. We need you, Lord, Father God. We need you every day. We need you every second of our lives. We just invite you in today, God. We invite you in. We worship you. We praise you this morning. Lord, help us this day. Lord, help us to see you, Jesus, just for who you really are. If we can just see you for who you really are, that's all we really need to see. Help us to see you this day, Father. Help us to see you this day, Jesus. Help us this day, Holy Ghost and fire. We just bless your name and praise you for it. And we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory in Christ's name. Amen and amen. You, you may be seated for just a moment. I want to... Uh, introduce someone this morning so Karen King has uh, been an elder for about two years or so I think now and um, she's been at the church much longer than that and Karen is also a counselor most of you may know in fact she counsels here in the church and um, I've heard some great stories that Karen has told before about how God is using her Uh, inner counseling and even in other things besides the counseling but one of the important things is is that karen knows that even in counseling you know you go by the textbook but the main thing is you go by the good book and uh, karen knows the difference in that and that makes all the difference in the world because uh, it's the anointing of god on anything that we do that makes it work and so um so i'm thankful for karen for that and uh, she's a, a, a great person, and all of, most of you know her. And uh, so she's going to bring the word today. So if you'll give a warm welcome to Karen as she comes to bring the word. Good
3: morning, saints. God is good, y'all. All All the time. And all the time. And he don't skip a beat. And not only is he good all the time, he is always on time. Even when I'm caught by surprise. (laughs) So first of all, y'all, I just want to start off with a word of prayer. Um, What I have been... Um, really studying and getting into is spending that quality time with the Lord um, devoting that quiet time really getting before Him to hear what He has to say to me about me and about what I have going on and how He needs me to proceed forward and what to say and what to do and how to interact and like however I live and my being everything is through Him so prayer is number one so I'm starting with prayer today so if y'all would please just close your eyes with me Father God, thank you for this day, and all that you are to us. Lord, I pray that this word, your word today, is timely for your people, to encourage them on their journey, and equip them for the spiritual, with the spiritual tools for victory in you. Lord God, bless this message and all who hear it, in the loving and mighty name of Yeshua, Jesus, amen. So I want to start off, y'all, like, we know that this world is tumultuous. We know that it's all kind of wicked and evil and unclean things that are going on. So I kind of want to start us off with just kind of some of the conditions that are happening and then I'll get into what I'm going to speak about today. So some of the headlines, okay, number one is there's a satanic video game that allows players to activate blood altars and sacrifice their friends to demons. Yeah. Um, another headline scientists are working on merging with AI are merging on AI with human brain cells We know Elon Musk wants to do the neural link uh, which makes your brain a supercomputer So they want to do that integration. They're working on that um, And have you all ever heard of Worldcoin? Okay, so here's what we know about this. They want to do eyeball scans Not like it hasn't been done before, but this put me right in the movie Minority Report, if y'all have ever seen it. That's what I thought about with that one. So here's another one. China targets sales of Bibles online and in bookshops. Florida activists seeks to ban Bibles from schools for being too woke. And my point on that is that meanwhile, the rest of the world is living life with their eyes wide shut. So I'd rather to be too woke than to walk around in ignorance. And y'all, the way that we get to that place um, is through that quiet time with the Lord because the enemy has so many distractions. He has so many things that can have us like Peter where we're distracted by what's going on around us and we're missing the communion with the Holy One. So while the world is being wise in their own eyes, and thinking more highly of itself than it ought to. Actually idolizing itself because they feel like they are the answer to the issue, not realizing that they are the issue. Yeah. So the world has more confidence in their lived truth, like this is my truth, I know y'all have heard that before. And they'd much rather base their decisions on their lived experience Than the word that has not changed, the God that has not changed since the inception of time. So, today, what I'm going to talk about is how we position ourselves to continue to do as God says do. And that word is holiness, y'all. We're going to talk about what holiness is, what is spiritual separation and the purpose of separation. So holiness, it is where we separate ourselves from the world of sin, darkness, and the devil by faith in Jesus. It is a life that entails moral purity, discipline, focus, and attention to matters of righteous living. So the verse that I'm using today is um, from the Amplified Bible is 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16. And it says, but as the one who called you is holy, you yourselves also be holy in all your conduct and manner of living. The reason why I chose this verse, y'all, is because There is no better time in America right now than to understand that God is calling us to a place of holiness. And so my position today is to help us understand how we can get there, maintain it, and then share it with others. So Peter is writing this verse, or he's writing in this chapter, to Christians who are facing religious persecution. Have y'all seen any of that in America? And across the globe? Right? So what that is is being insulted, isolated, humiliated, discriminated, arrested, beaten, tortured, burned, or killed for your faith. I don't know that I've uh, lived or witnessed any of the uh, torture, burned, or killed for the faith, but definitely insulted, isolated, humiliated, discriminated, because people don't understand the things of the Lord. If you have a carnal mind and you're speaking spiritual things to people, they're not going to understand that. So Peter was writing this to let these people know, hey, I know you've been through all of this stuff and I have good news, you're a child of God. And so with being a child of God, that means that you have rights and you have promises and there are things that God has said that we can have. We just have to activate it. We got to know what it is and activate it. So... The things that we're focusing on changing while focusing on being holy is changing, living in the ignorance of what society says is real and what matters most. Because God's word is the final authority in society. People are being led by what they feel, by what they think, by their life experience. And if that life experience doesn't line up with the word of God, I ain't buying it. Okay, the word says try the spirit by the spirit. So he didn't say try the spirit by what society says is right. (laughs) The other thing we're looking at is following our own desires instead of God's desire for us. Because, y'all, our desires are evil and wicked. The word says that we are born with a sin nature. We're born into sin. So if we have desires that do not line up with what God says, it's definitely something that we're looking on changing. So Paul encourages that we are built to obey our father. And it's not just what we should do. It's what and who we are and what we were created to do and be. So I want to take this verse again, 1 Peter 1:15 through 16, and I'm just going to take like the, the first little clause. It says, but as the one who called you is holy, because that thing right there preach all by itself. Yeah. So in a word study that I did, I'm looking at the word, but. And I always tell people, but means I'm going to agree with you right now, and then I'm going to come back and tell you how I really feel. <laughs> but in my research, what I found, like, but is a clause, right? We know that it is an argument against something. Uh, We know that it's contrasting what has already been mentioned. But this part right here was what lets me know why people get so upset when you say but in a sentence when you're talking to them. And this says, but indicates the impossibility of anything other than what is being stated. So when you're talking to somebody and you say, yeah, but, You just said forget everything you just said and listen to what like I'm about to give you what the only truth is the only thing that can be and Peter is starting this verse out with but he is letting us know that there is an impossibility of anything other than what stated next and that is as the one who y'all who is the one who absolutely what other names does he have Absolutely. God, Alpha and Omega, I am. He's self-sustaining. He's self-sufficient. He's self-existing. He's ever-present. He's unchanging. He has an immediate presence. He is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. He is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He is present everywhere and anywhere all at the same time. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. He is Jehovah Nisa. He is your banner. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is love. He is Elohim. He's the creator. He is the judge. He's your redeemer. He's El Shaddai. He's God Almighty. He is Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies and makes holy. Isn't that the point? To be holy. And the names of God leads us back to the position that he's called us to. So y'all, if we're seeking God and we're setting this time aside and we're honestly seeking him, getting his word, knowing his names, knowing who he is to you, like me knowing who he is to me. It draws us into the place of holiness that he requires us to be, that he wants us to be in. So then we got, but as the one who calls, so there is an impossibility of anything other than God, who is everything to everybody at all times, with all power, with all knowledge. Called. What is called? If you see a little baby over there playing with a socket and you call their name, what are we doing? Getting their attention. Absolutely correct. So the one who is everything, the impossibility that anything else is true, that God, who is everything to everybody at all times, has called you. He has summoned you. That he is getting your attention to draw you to something different than what you're already doing. And who is you? Do you know who you are? Yes, child of God. You, you are a physical body with the spirit of God that resides in you that is capable of making moral choices. You are God's image bearer. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the apple of God's eye. You are a child of the Most High. You are blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. You are chosen. You are lacking no good thing. You are renewed. You are God's workmanship. Amen. And you are called. Amen. Y'all, while I was doing this, it was like everything that I looked up led back to the word that I just said. Researched. You are called. God called you. It is an impossibility that the one who is everything to everybody called you. So you are the called. But he called you for what? To be holy. This says, but the one who called you is holy. And what is holy? Holy is dedicated or consecrated to God, your sacred. What is dedicated? Dedicated is devoted to a task or purpose, having single-minded loyalty and integrity. Y'all, what I've realized is that the Bible is not um, created to just consume in one sitting it's like how do you eat an elephant one bite, one bite at a time absolutely and that is how we eat the word one bite at a time so I read that verse and I was like oh, okay God wants me to be holy and I was like okay but what does all that mean I had to make it make sense to me I went in and I broke every word down to make sure that I had a full understanding of what my God was communicating to me about me so that I can know what I can have and what I can stand in power and authority and be encouraged about when I declare and decree that I can have it because he said it. Right? No, that was a mouthful. (laughs) So when we look at consecrated, y'all, consecrated is dedicating yourself to the service and workmanship of God or worship of God. Sacred is connected with God. What is connected? Like we have a general sense of what connected means. Like I know it means hitched up to something. You know, I have very vague understanding or terminology of that. But connected here, it says it's what we are made for. We are made to be connected with God. Not these other things of the world that come to kill, steal, and destroy, and distract and disconnect, and all those other things. At the core of our being, it is to attach us to something that has movement and mobility. So then, it's another part of sacred says, embodying the laws or doctrines of a religion. And so, of course, my mind went to what is embodying? Because I have Karen's definition of what embodying is. And embodying means to represent in a clear and obvious way to integrate, combine, or incorporate. It starts with visualizing the results you desire. How many of us when we think about a new thing that we automatically think ahead and catastrophize the worst possible outcome? You are embodying your desired outcome. It may not be what you want, but that's what your mind is drawing you to. Embodying, to cause to become a body or part of a body. It's a lived experience of spirituality that is grounded in the body. So when we learn that when we attach ourselves to God's word, when we meditate on his word, when we're spending that time with him, when we are allowing him to be Lord over our lives and not just savior, because there's a lot of people in the world, y'all, who are okay with God being, or Jesus being their savior, but they don't want him to wear that Lord crown in their life. I'm okay with not going to hell, just don't tell me what to do. That's a, a treacherous place to be in. So embodying is where you, it starts with a visualization. So even if when you're, think, when you're thinking about doing something new or challenging and a negative thought comes to your mind, the word says to take that thought captive as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And he'll give you that peace, right? So when those negative thoughts come, if that's not the end goal that we desire, we have to get into God's, we have to position ourselves to where we can declare what God has spoken over us. And that's part of this being dedicated, consecrated, setting yourself apart, allowing God to impart to you what it is that he has for you to do and how to do it. So then I have, I was doing sacred laws and doctrines. Laws, it is something that you follow and it is a set of rules that um, or a system of rules of conduct a community recognizes and are enforced by authority. Who is our authority? God. God, absolutely correct. The one who is everything to everybody at all times when they let him be. So we have laws. We have earthly laws and then we have spiritual laws. And some people try to get those confused. But what God calls us to do, a lot of times it has a higher standard than what the world would require us to do. And so the higher authority is what we go by. So then we have doctrines. Doctrines are a set of beliefs and teachings. So then I'm going to look at being separated because that's the part where people get uncomfortable. Um, Being separated doesn't mean that you're isolating. It means you're consecrating yourself. And consecrated means what? Dedicating yourself to the service and worship of God. So if you're isolating, you're pulling away. You're just choosing not to be a part of something, but there's, you're not doing anything specific to build yourself up to be able to come back and do the thing that God has called you to do. But when you consecrate yourself, when you pull away and you get in that word, you meditate, you spend time, you hear what God has to say to you, then you can show up with the glory of God on you and do the thing and accomplish it in a manner in which God would be pleased and would draw others in. So consecration is extremely important. So separated means cause to move apart, to divide into distinct parts or sections. So that means if you are in an area or a space where you feel the unction of the Holy Spirit or the Lord Pulling you away and saying, this is not the place for you. Young people, this is a a skill that I'm going to need for y'all to really develop. Because that enemy is going to show so many things that look fun. And sin can be fun and send you straight to hell. (laughs) And God has joy, y'all. That's the difference. Joy is sustaining and everlasting. Fun and happiness, that stuff is temporary. And we are looking for eternal things. So, being set apart, it means distinctive or superior, different from others in a noticeable way to accomplish something specific. It means you have a purpose when you're doing it. You're not just pulling away to go and hide. Like I said, that's isolation. When you're setting yourself apart, it means there is something distinctively different about you that's gonna set you apart from everybody else that you're around and what they're doing and it will be noticeable. I can say that was noticeable for me. Um, I was told that while I was in college that if I walked in a room that people would start putting their cups down and putting their cigarettes out and pulling their skirts down and I had no idea any of that was going on until I was told And I was like, well, I'm not judging them. I'm just living my life. But then I realized that what that was was that was God going before me, letting people know that I wasn't about that lifestyle. So um, the next part of that is exalted. Exalted. Exalted or worthy or complete devotion. And all of this is part of what holy is. Like these are all terms that are describing what holy is, being dedicated, consecrated, sacred, being set apart. Um, It's exalted or worthy of complete devotion. Absolutely. And so with exalted, exalted means to lift up or to raise to a high point of honor. So when we're with God, that's the position that he's in. Worthy is being good, moral, upright, holding to honesty, respectable living, and integrity. Yeah, it's amazing how these same words they just keep going around and around and around. It's like God knew that my sheep will need something that's going to be re- repetitive and redundant, and let me just keep saying it until they get it and it makes sense to them, and then they can apply it. So when I look at complete, complete means. Having all necessary parts are elements. It means lacking nothing. Amen. It means that you are whole, you are fulfilled, and it's already finished. Hallelujah. We ain't missing nothing, y'all. God said he will withhold no good thing from us. And in that, when we go to him, when we consecrate ourselves, when we set ourselves apart, when we are separated, when we realize that God created us for a purpose, that we are his craftsmanship, we are his handiwork, that we are called, that he has called us to do something separate and different from what we thought we wanted to do. When we stop living according to what the world says is okay, and we really tap into who God has called us to be, then he completes us. It's not a thing that we don't complete us. And we can't complete other people either. We're not even created for that. We were created to give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. So then the last part of this is devotion. Devotion is great love, affection, or admiration. It's strong loyalty. And y'all, when I am in session with my clients and they talk to me about love, how they love somebody and they just don't understand how somebody can't love them back, I ask them, what is love? And it's quiet, just like this. I tell them, love is action. It's not a feeling. Um, I said, what you are feeling is a uh, hormone flush in your brain. That's making is a feeling that is creating the butterflies in the stomach, the lightheadedness, the lack of appetite, all that stuff. That is science. That is not love. Love is action. Love is patient. hmm. And a lot of times I ask them, how are you patient with you? How are you loving yourself? So like when when something doesn't work out the way you think it should, and then you automatically go to the critical thinking in your mind, oh, you're so stupid, I can't believe you did that again, why, blah, 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 blah. blah. How are you patient with yourself, right? How are you kind to yourself? Because it's it's simple to project onto other people what you think you're doing for you. But when you really stop and look at yourself, How are you loving you? Because we first have to receive the love that God has. And that's what this time is about. Consecrating ourselves. Getting ourselves in a position where we know we're set apart. And that God has something special for us to do. So this says love is sacrificial. It gives first and expects nothing in return. and that's what we are to have towards God are you after God for the prosperity gospel for what he can do for you or are you truly after him to be in relationship with him to know him and to be able to share him with other people because that's the hard part like it's all it's a default that you get the blessings of God when you seek him but what's your motive for seeking him Is it the blessing? Is it the prosperity? Or is it the relationship? So I've gone through headings or headlines. I've gone through what holiness is. Um, I've even defined holy. We know what but means. (laughs) That it's an impossibility that anything else is relevant or true except for what's coming next. And that thing is that the one who called you is holy. You yourselves also be holy in all your conduct and manner of living. For it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Amen. So it's an impossibility that God is not holy. And it's an impossibility that he didn't call us. And it's an impossibility that he didn't call us to be holy like he is holy. So now here comes the help. What is spiritual separation? I've talked about it. I've given you what it means in regards to being holy. Um, But Romans 13, 14 from the King James Version says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So that's what spiritual separation is about. It is about you removing yourself from the temptations and the desires that you know are pulling on your flesh because the word says the spirit is willing what's the rest the flesh is weak Absolutely correct. Good participation. So, what is spiritual separation? It is separation from one's habitual thought processes or emotional trigger responses in order to step back and distinguish the true essence of who God created you to be versus your acquired personality think about that habitual thought processes what is habitual it's routine you do it without even thinking what they call a second nature absolutely like those negative thoughts that pop up when you make a mistake there was but one perfect person, y'all, and who is that? Jesus. Jesus? Yes. So, for us to have a standard for ourselves to meet His would mean that we don't need Him. And that's a lie from the pits of hell. So, habitual thought processes, this thing that we don't even have to think about, they just bubble up automatically. Emotional trigger responses. It's like when you walk in and you see that certain somebody that kind of rubs you the wrong way that emotional trigger response that pops up But this spiritual separation y'all is so that we can actually take a step back And I tell people to have an aerial view like see if you can look down on the situation of what's going on Because if you can have an aerial view Then you can see what emotional triggers the enemy is using to hold you down and to stop you from progressing Let me not say stop you that we allow him to have that kind of authority in our lives because God has given us power over those things. It takes me back to 2 Timothy 1 7 where it says, but God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. And power in that verse, y'all, means possession of control over. So God has given us the power over any kind of spirit of anger, resentment, trauma, even ignorance like that's a spirit i'm gonna claim that to be a spirit today so when we take that aerial view and we can look down on things and just see oh that thought came from that experience when i was that age that wasn't from god oh i was triggered by this because my cousin did x y and z to me when i was five and now i got this this trauma response or this Uh, emotional trigger that's showing up in my life and when we consecrate ourselves when we get to the point to where we are spending this individual one-on-one time with God allowing him to impart into us who he created us to be not this acquired personality but the essence of who God is in us Then we can step back and and then we can make a choice and a decision. I always tell people Awareness is your best friend You may not like what you find Or what comes up for you, but when you recognize the issue or the problem Then you can do something different about it That's when you can pray and ask God to intervene or intercede on your behalf or to give you the right words to say Or to give you peace in this situation because you can't change it Lord, this battle is yours. I've been fighting this for so many odd years and I'm not getting anywhere. Let me submit. Let me turn this thing over. Let me bow down to you, put you in your sovereign place. So the area view gives us a view that we don't have when we are stuck in that emotion or in that habitual thought process. So what is the purpose of separation, y'all? When we separate ourselves, when we go to God, when we are um, looking into his word, it allows the process of removing undesirable things in our lives like sin, trauma, anger, even self-abuse. We are guilty of it at some point in time. It's food, toxic relationships, and toxic relationships can be family, y'all. (laughs) it can be so there are certain things that we do that is not necessarily what God would have us to be or do and that is where I'm getting the term self-abuse it is misuse of a thing that God created for us Um, another thing is to get desirable components like we develop the fruits of the spirit peace patience kindness gentleness love joy joy We get those things when we consecrate ourselves, when we pull ourselves apart away from the world and let God speak to us. Another thing is, is that we get to obtain the useful components like we develop a relationship with the Lord. We really get to know his character. We get to know his ways. And what does his word say? That my sheep will know my voice and another they will not follow. But if we are not spending that time, and we're not getting to know him and and recognizing his voice when he speaks to us, then we're just gonna keep doing what the world is doing and say that that's my truth, and you can't tell me how to feel, and all the other stuff that goes in therapy sessions that I have with people. (laughs) The last one is to obtain the purity of life. And the purity of life, y'all, goes back to my topic, is holiness. When we spend that time with the Lord, we are creating a pattern of setting ourselves apart, exalting God, giving him praise, giving him complete devotion, dedicating ourselves, giving him that love, that sacrificial love, because we're taken away from our family and friends. And we're prioritizing. We're keeping the main thing, the main thing. And the biggest part about this, obtaining the purity of life, is that we are establishing eternal life with Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 6, 17, it says, Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you that is the eternity that's what we're looking for that's the goal so if there's anything that you're doing that is not drawing you under the shadow of the almighty to where you feel safe and secure to where you're not having to protect yourself because a lot of the sin we get in is because we step from under God's shadow and then we try and figure it out ourselves we're going to tinker with it And then when we fall flat on our face, we want to come back crying to the Lord. And he's a gentleman. He's going to give you the freedom to realize you can't do it without him. So the things that stood out to me in, in this study was number one, to let the Bible and Bible prophecy be your guide. Because there's a lot of false stuff that's going on in this world. I've seen where they have drones that, pro- that can project a like 3D um, well in the sky, and it looks real. So there are going to be so many tricks from the enemy in these last days. So we can either follow what society is saying, or we can really hammer down and get into this word and know what God's prophecy says for us to follow that versus what's happening. Because the word says in the last days, the very elect will be tricked. So we have to be in this word and know it for ourselves. The second thing um, is that when we are emotionally disturbed and it overtakes our life, right? Because God said you can be angry and sin not. He said don't let the uh, sun go down on your anger. So when you feel these emotional disturbances coming up and they are altering how you live, know that this is the enemy who's waging war on you and not the person that you're looking at. Mhm. So we have to stay. Heavenly minded, connected in the spirit to see that this is the enemy wanting me to falter and not do what God is asking me to do. The third thing is to be holy as God who called us is holy and be holy in our conduct and manner of living and for us to be in the world and not of it. We are agents of change. We are God's ambassadors to consecrate ourselves and to know that like Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, that however God decides to deliver us this America, this world, it's gonna be what's best for us. So just having that trust in him, And that's what that time set apart is going to do. It's going to help us to walk out our faith to be able to trust the Lord like none other time in the world. Because without that trust, we're going to get duped just like everybody else. And our emotional, our soul truth, our mind, will, and emotions will be how we make choices in this world versus the unchanging truth of God. So our job is not to tell God how to be God to us, like not getting upset and saying, Lord, why haven't this happened yet? I tell people a thousand years is but a day to God. What is three weeks to him? What is he purging out of you? Like we have to look at ourselves. And I can tell you that's the beautiful part about the therapy that I do with people is that I get to help them climb down that ladder to stop building their Tower of Babel to try and tell God what to do and to humble themselves before him and allow him to be God and do what he knows is going to produce the best version of us for what he has called us to do. So our job is to submit to his will and to meditate on his word and share his good news. And so I'll leave y'all with these last couple of little tips right here. These are ways to practice holiness. Number one is disconnect from the world to live a holy life. Uh, Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world. So that means you got to pull away from some things. I know Instagram and TikTok and Thread and X and all the alphabets. I don't know what else they're coming up with, but that stuff is entertaining, but it's not soul sustaining. And so we have to position ourselves to be and do what God is saying. <coughs> Number two is to flee from temptation to live a holy life. The Bible says that God will provide a way of escape, but we first have to realize we're being tempted. That's the work. So Second Timothy two twenty two says. Flee the evil desires. And we know we can't follow the heart because the heart is what? Wicked. You can't trust it. Who knows why it do what it do? Number three. <laughs> Number three. It says obey the word of God to live a holy life. First Peter 1 It goes back to part of our Verse. Be holy in all you do, in your conduct and manner of living. And number four, I added this one. This wasn't. This is my little touch. Be still and know that he is God. And allow him to Lord in, over, around, and through your life. So Psalms 139, 23 through 24 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And y'all, that's really the prayer while we're consecrating ourselves. That's right. Because if we are standing before God haughty and thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought, because the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. So if you come into God puffed up talking about what you've done for him, I would say watch out. <laughs> it may not be the best position to have with the Lord. But in all honesty, y'all, um, just doing this, little, this word study has blessed me so. And it has allowed me to be able to share with others how they can submit because a lot of people they don't like the word submit they feel like it means that i have to give up something i have to lay something down i can't do something but if you understand that there is life and liberty and freedom come on in the lord then you realize this stuff that you laying down is vapors it's not It's going it's not gonna last Life with the Lord is eternity, and that's the goal. So what I would like to do right now, um, if anyone has any need of prayer um, or want to intercede on behalf of someone else for prayer, I'm going to ask the elders to come over on this side. And I thank y'all for your attention today. I pray this word has blessed you. Um, I pray that it is, um, you can add it to your arsenal of how to fight in this wicked world and how to be an example for the ones who don't know the Lord. And so what I will do is I will close out in prayer. Um, And like I said, if you have any prayer needs, the elders will be over to the right of the stage. So Father God, thank you for the day. I thank you for the ears that are hearing. I thank you for the hearts that are receiving. I thank you for the minds that are absorbing. Lord God, we just glorify you and we honor you in all things, Lord. We thank you that you left your word here for us to be able to go back and dissect and take it one bite at a time instead of trying to consume the whole word in one day, Lord. We thank you for your patience with us as we learn your ways, and how to be what you've called us to be. And Father God, we just glorify you, we honor you, we praise you, and we love you. I thank you for this church body and for the things that you're doing in this church, for the expansion that you're doing in our church body, Lord God, and meeting everyone's needs in here. And Lord, we just love you, we praise you, and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen again if you need prayer please if you would stand with me for just a moment we're about to dismiss in a moment if you do need prayer or know someone you need to pray for you can go ahead and make your way over here and they'll start the, the prayers for that um, if we could have up the announcement slides we'll just go over those really quick before we dismiss this morning take a moment and let us know you were here by using the connection page or code if you would those of you watching online we're Thankful for you watching and being with us this morning as well. And don't forget small group next Sunday morning at 9:45 right across the hall in the studio. And don't forget 7:30 p.m. with Pastor Chris online exclusive Bible study that'll be this Wednesday night and every Wednesday night. Father, we thank you for this day. We ask your blessings on our people upon our people as they go out this morning we ask you to watch over them and keep them and bring us all back next week to worship you in spirit and in truth and we thank you for it and it's in christ's name we pray amen and amen you are dismissed we'll see you next week